All right. What's up, Jesse? What's going on? Not much, man. Here for the start of our technically like first introduction to third-party podcast. So why don't you kick it off? Oh, am I supposed to talk? <laughs> I, mean, I thought I was just here for like looks and stuff. Um, no, we kind of talked about... There was a lot of stuff we talked about. I mean, originally, we, I've had this... I mean, it's just a ridiculous idea, really. It's like, hey, let's start a third party. Like, as if we could just do it, right? Because, I mean, you know, as if these things are just organic. Because it seems like there's just so much... The only way you can even have a party... Because, I mean, look at these other parties that have been here for 100 years, right? And they can't even... They can't even get 1% of the vote. And they have millions of dollars. <laughs> so you think, like... Uh, what could what could be done? I mean, it's everything is Democrat and Republican. They have, you know, I think Hillary raised like what 1.3 billion in 2016, and Trump raised something like 700 million, which I'm. But how much did Bernie Sanders raise? Yeah, and Bernie Sanders, you know, and, that, and that's the thing. Like, um, and that's the thing you'd actually have to like really tap into to even create an additional party. Um, but yeah, the the idea originally was like, well. You know what about what about a third party? Just because it's it seems like a, you know we listen to a lot of Temple and he talks about being politically homeless. Yep. And that's where I've been. You know, like I, I'm more like the classical liberals um, on on most issues, like the actual classical liberal definition. You know the the freedom of speech. I mean, very heavy First Amendment, very heavy non-establishment, uh, yeah, non uh, natural rights kind of ideas, yep. um, things like that. You know where. We got small, limited government, you know, that isn't in your business all the damn time. And, and you know, like things prior Patriot Act, you know, like things like that. Um, Very much so. I mean, we have, and like I keep telling everybody, um, and Jimmy Dore actually hits on this too, is you got to stop voting for these guys or they're just going to keep getting the tickets. And um, eventually, it's org- I mean, if you look at uh, Abraham Lincoln, he stumped on the corner as a nobody and pray to the masses and preach to good word. And I think individuals such as Tim pool are taken off right now um, because they are politically homeless and people are identifying with them because you had people that were liberal that are now swaying over to voting for something like Trump because they don't like the direction of the democratic party. And you got people like me, We've always been independent, always been registered as an independent. I've never been registered Republican. I've never been re- uh, registered Democratic uh, um, on the Democratic Party. And so when you look at those two ideologies, I don't fit either of them. Um, even, you know, when I come out, we do those political tests for fun. Um, I'm always left center. And I think most individuals are left center, especially our age group are left center because we, we I think our age group are probably so. we grew up in an, we grew up in an area where um, or an era where you know we have everyone has a flat screen TV in their house. Everyone has means to them, but we're still impoverished or we, we have that idea in our heads that we're impoverished. so it's like no, no party speaking to us. no party is representing the working people. Um, each party is still pushing wars. Each party is very um, imperialistic. Um, each party is very non-worker. Uh, the Democrats push stuff like TPP, um, trade acts. You know, it, George Bush Senior couldn't get a, a free trade act passed, so guess who did it? Bill Clinton. Democrat Republican, still pushing the same ideology, still screwing over uh, average Americans, and that's what we need to change. And that's why I like the idea of a third-party podcast. That because we're going to talk about articles. Um, with Andy on Sundays, and we're going to dive into kind of like politics as it is 
going on nature now, but we're also going to be talking about why we need a third party. And we need it because we need to, we need to find a home. And I think that people need to listen and join the table talk because that's where politics started. Politics started where you weren't breeding politicians. You weren't having George Bush one, two, three, four, five. You know what I mean? Yeah. We don't need that. We need table talk. We need uh, and young people like AOC, even though I don't agree with a lot of stuff she says, but we need people like her to get into the system and then not follow the party line like she's doing now. Stop following the party line. Stop towing that party line and be you. Be progressive. Like, don't don't follow the established politics. And if you lose your title and if you lose your sentency, who cares? At least you said that you fought out and you went out on your shield and that you didn't go out towing the party line, voting for a stimulus that gave trillions of dollars to corporations and nothing back to the people. Like, I just that, – that stuff irritates me, and this is exactly why we're doing this podcast. Well, I think – I mean, I think at the bottom line, even if you were someone who was like, okay, I plan on voting Democrat or Republican anyway – at the very least, because like, if you if you just, you know, if, if it's going to be like, hey, who are you going to vote for, me or the other? You know, like if you're just going to keep falling on the one side and you're just going to keep voting without making them, you know, without actually getting any concessions out of it, then, then you just, I mean, what you have, you have no power. You have no, Jimmy Dore does it. He does such a great job of explaining that where these, these liberals are just like, oh, no, we're going to vote for Joe Biden. You know, like, no, you should, <laughs> you should hold out to get something. You know, and make them earn your vote. You can't just give these people your vote just because, well, I have to vote. I have to vote for Republicans or Democrats. You know, I got to do something. And it's like, well, there's really, you know, the choices are really not that different because, I mean, the, the wars are the same way. I mean, you, you thought, I mean, I, I thought that one thing Obama would do was get rid of the Patriot Act. <laughs> and, of course, nope. that didn't happen. No, nope, still don't, here. I, I don't see Trump allow, getting rid a, of it. It's allowing Trump to go send federal troops in. Yeah. To I, Portland, it's allowed, exactly. that Patriot I mean, Act is allowing Trump to do all, all our stuff. And Nancy Pelosi, guess what Nancy Pelosi just did? She just re-upped the Patriot Act again. Oh, I two didn't even months hear ago. that. Two months ago, oh, they just re-signed okay. it in. Yeah. So, bullshit. Because it was that piece. Bullshit. Well, did you, didn't, because, yeah, we must, we probably watched the same video about Jimmy Dore, and I think it only came up like, a, a piece of the Patriot Act, it only came up like, I think, one vote short of being repealed. And one person who didn't vote in that was Bernie Sanders. He wasn't there for some reason. I don't know if it was a, like a COVID problem no, or whatever no, it was. He's, he's put, no, he's, but he didn't he's been like this his whole career. He's a career politician. And you know what? If When he didn't stand up the second time, yeah. the Democratic Party screwed him over yeah. and didn't say anything, screw you, Bernie. I'd have way more people respect. Like, people like Bernie Sanders I have no respect for anymore because they he needed to go out on a shield. He didn't want to end up like Ralph Nader. He wanted friends in the end. You know what? Go to your summer houses. Go live with all your millions of dollars. You know what I mean? You're not for the party yeah. of the people. I would have way more respect for somebody who, because I mean, he could he could have done it. Like he is a person that could have done it, right? Like he could have went that extra route and potentially beat the Democrats. And I, I understand he doesn't want to split the Democratic vote. And I don't who know cares? what would happen. Some people say, oh, well, he would just get destroyed. I'd rather maybe. I'd rather, I'd rather I split mean, the Democratic vote. And, and at least have something split the Democratic vote, have another four years of Trump, but at least you have a stance. Because at some, at some point in time, Trump has completely taken over the Republican Party. Wouldn't yeah. you rather, as a progressive, have Bernie Sanders taking over the Democratic Party the next time around or somebody else following suit? But no, what you want to do is he followed the establishment line. He allowed this to happen. And now what's going to happen in the next election? What happens if Democrats lose this election because they're putting up a candidate that can't talk and that's hiding yeah. in his basement right now, and that's who the Democrats have to vote for? You want me to vote for Joe Biden? Are you kidding me? 
I mean, I, no. I'd, I'm good. I'd rather vote for a third party. Well, I mean, who? Because why? I mean, if 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 you assume that both parties are wrong, then then why are you voting for him? And so, if if he's going to tell me that Joe Biden or Hillary so Clinton, like the whole the whole how Hillary Clinton screwed him over and then he still backed her, was was very upsetting, right? Yep. Like, like I get the whole idea of like, okay, you want to push unity. I, I understand wanting to do that, but is that the right idea? And I think a lot of people, I think a lot of the people that back him don't want that either. Like, I mean, maybe we need a little more disunity because why are people voting for these parties that do not care about them? The time for unity is over. I, I just don't think the two – I don't. I think the two-party system should die, <laughs> and I don't think that either party really gives a shit about anyone. No. You know, They're all I, the same. They, they vote the same. You, ta- look, at, look what Trump's been able to get passed under a Democratic House. Yeah. Tax cuts. Yeah. Immigration. Um, criminal justice reform, you know, which they, which, which – I'm sorry, but it didn't really do anything. I mean, he can tout whatever he wants to tout on it. I'm still not a fan of the criminal justice reform because it doesn't go far enough. It seems pretty weak. I mean, it it doesn't seem like there's a whole like it. One, I mean, the one criticism of Trump is that he 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 does things, but it's really just about looks sometimes. <laughs> so I, like he'll do an executive order, but it's not necessarily there's sometimes there's no teeth there. It's it's just symbolic, you know, and that's and that's what you get. But, and and, and then, I understand it, but at the same time, it's like, okay, we need, <laughs> we need more shit than just symbolic stuff. But so here's my problem, and, and here's, what, here's what's frustrating, is when you bring these ideal, um, ideals up to people, and they want to point at you, well, you're just going to elect Trump again. No. Who ca- I, I don't care if he gets another four years, because at the same time, if, if we fight now— to create something better in the future, I'm sorry, the country's been around for how long? It, yeah. it, it outlasted tyrants like Bush for eight years. You're telling me we can't make it through another four years? That's going to completely dismantle that that's what they're pushing right now? That that's their only message, that Trump is the most dangerous president ever? Um, Trump wasn't pushing stuff like the TPP to to undercut the working class of America, ship more jobs overseas. Trump wasn't pushing that. <laughs> Brant wishes he was here right now. He's like, hey, well, he's always pushing the TPP. I know, he's always doing it. Because Brant like, yeah, doesn't dude. care about the working class. He cares about... <laughs> well, he, I don't want to call him completely out because he's not here to defend himself. But, he, but, but we've talked multiple times about this, even on, on the other yeah. podcasts. He's for automation, and that's what it's going to do. And, and but, but more than that, it also takes away... Uh, people's rights for generic drugs get produced so it's taken yeah. a, a way to buy more more pharmaceutical stuff that andy would be able to talk about but you know there's there's pieces of tpp i know about but i, I you know I, I can't say that i'm i'm a genius when it comes to tpp but i do know what nafta did to the country and i do know how it hollowed out the middle class when that Look happened detroit and you know in in one group of people that should be pissed off about it it's actually black people, you yeah. know, like a, it, it helped move a lot of those factories out. Of a lot of these major cities helped hollow out the, the black middle class, you know, like, and just middle class in general, there's a lot of areas that we just, we took the factories away from and we sent them somewhere else just, just to save money. And yeah, it, is it better for our, for our bottom dollar for like for the country, like for the stock market? Yes. Shareholders. Oh yeah. Shareholders are real happy. And I don't have but a- it just, it just crushes America. And then look at the opioid addiction problem. And you, I mean, of course they're linked. I mean, all that stuff is linked. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's the thing is you start tearing, you start tearing apart families and that's a problem that, you know, the Republicans, they want to say that, Hey, we stand on family and courage and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to get the nuclear family back together. Bullshit. They don't, they don't, they don't stand on family. And I and I and I mean and I don't think the, the way they vote now and the way the Democrats vote now, no, they don't. 
they're still like did we just upped another trade act with uh mexico and canada you know, and and I get I know that was a big achievement for Trump, and that's something that he touts. And I'm not lying that the the economy's been doing good under Trump, and mm. you know that he hasn't done things to move the economy forward. Yeah, the USMCA or whatever it's called. Or but still, I mean, it's just like we need to bring more jobs home. We need to focus on America, and you know, Bernie had a real good message, and then he just he just petered away again. And I I'm sorry, I have I have a hard time respecting somebody. That has been a, that's been in office for 44 years. Joe Biden's been in office for 44 years, and you look at stuff like the Crime Act of '94, and I have my degree in criminology, and I can tell you right now, the mandatory sentencing that came along with that that destroyed middle class families. A lot of the other stuff that came along with the Crime Act, you know, and allowed you know them to specifically target certain uh, communities and and break them down. Um, I'm sorry, they're still pushing that, and because guess what came along right after that. Oh, we had 9-11, and boom, in came the Patriot Act. And yep. who abused it? Bush abused it. Clinton, uh, not Clinton, um, Obama abused it with all the metadata stealing. Um, look how we've treated uh, whistleblowers. I'm sorry. It's like we're, we're getting the, pra- the re-upping the Patriot again is pushing us more into a tyrannical state than ever before. It's well, almost it, each president is creating like a yeah. step for the well, next and dictator. That's what, but we, we said that at the time. I mean, I know we were younger. But we said that at the time. We said that during Bush, and people were just going to said it during Obama. People yeah. were like, "Oh no, 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 no! Obama's not doing that." You know, it's like, dude, you know, you give you you give all this power to the executive branch. Eventually, somebody's going to come along that you hate, and they're going to use it. And that's who Trump is. Fucking in walks Trump. Yep. You know, and and then and then everybody's bitching about it. Well, how can he do this? It's like. Hey Hello. guys, hey guys, I was we were talking to you the last 10 years nobody gave a shit. And, and they just weren't thinking about it. I get it. Like I mean, maybe they thought everything was just going to be just fine. But uh But we got it. We got to get the terrorists. And you have to get the terrorists. Here's my always my, my <laughs> argument has always been when you start legislating the war on terror, that that war never ends. When does terrorism yep. ever end? When does never. domestic terrorism ever end? Ter- terrorism never ends. So you just you just granted Without, oh, they say, oh, you know, but it dies, and we, and Barack Obama, he won't resign it in. Oh, guess what? You get addicted to power, and then the industrial war complex, they come knocking. Hey, we want our million dollars. We want our billion-dollar contracts. One of the things that, that's actually good about Trump is the whole, he, I mean, I, I legitimately believe he wants to get us out of some of these wars. Yeah. I, and, I don't disagree and with that. Democrats and Republicans will fuck him at every step of the way. They don't even play around. Like it's just not. They don't want that. They don't want that. Afghanistan. They want these. Just recently, they want to keep these wars. That whole Afghanistan stuff. That that fake story that came out. It ended up being proven fake. I mean, because it because there was no actual backing. It was like, oh, oh no no no. Russians were paying Afghanistanis. Uh, oh, the bounties. bounties. Yeah, dude. You know, it's and just... it's like, wait a minute, because I waited on that story because I figured it sounded weird to me. It's like, well, why would you need to pay these people to want to kill our troops? Didn't make any sense to me either. And then finally, more and more information comes out, and it's like, why don't you just no, give don't them opportunities right. to do it? You know what I mean? Instead of paying them, you know, just dude. I mean, it, it never it never made a lot of sense. It's like these guys don't even need to be paid. So the Russians are losing money to try to pay these guys bounties who already want to kill the Americans. Like, I, I just I don't buy it. I don't buy it either. And then it came out as bullshit. And then it came out that you know that basically uh, less was known about that story. That was less confirmed, you know, than. <laughs> <laughs> than they actually thought it's it's whatever man and that just i i hate the 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 way that we're now and the way people talk to each other um how volatile people are um and i i'm not like a big facebook 
like guru where I just get into it with people all the time. But I do not respect the people calling other people racist, and I do not tolerate that. I mean, you these people, you don't know each other. How crazy is that? You are automatically judging people. Have we not heard the golden rule? Treat us how you want to be treated type of thing. You know what I'm saying? But, like, you don't know other people, and you're, you're automatically, like, just going after people. And I just I – just, and relax, you know, really step back and look at like these people are the ones that are trying to, to divide us. Yeah. I mean, look at their votes. I mean, well, I mean, Nancy Pelosi, she didn't try to appease George Bush. Hello? No, isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? Like she didn't try to like, she could have got him. I don't know on things like torture or, or other things. Like, I mean, just, she was complicit in torture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just in all the stuff that happened to even get us in those wars, you know, like something, something like a hundred, 100 to 500 hundreds of thousands of civilians have died in iraq you know people that would should have never died you know women and children all kinds of people it's like no 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 we need to we need to impeach trump because uh trump is a very serious threat <laughs> it doesn't none of it makes sense man that's it just doesn't make any they, sense and i we talked about this before you think they just would have taken him out if he was a russian agent <sighs> by now like the government i mean here's another thing too is Trump can barely keep leaks, like, inside his own, like, oh, there's a leak on everything he says. I mean, people think there's this big conspiracy going on with Trump, and I'm like, the dude can't keep a leak down. No. It, he is, he's got the leakish, I'm surprised it didn't sink yet, because his ship's so leaky. Dude, it just, it, it doesn't, it, none of it makes any sense, it didn't make any sense to begin with. You know, I, I understand he doesn't play ball the same way. Now, he still plays ball too much. Like, I wanted him to, to actually drain the swamp. Like, I would respect that. Yeah, but he put but a lot maybe, of people around him I didn't agree with. At the, at the, yeah, I agree with that. Because, I mean, like, John Bolton. Think, oh, my God. Think, I mean, one of I the stupidest so decisions. But thank God John Bolton is gone now. But then you see, like, John Bolton's thinking, writing Trump? books. You know, and he... Well, I... I he knew he was a power grab. He if, knew that if, he was... I, if I had to guess, because Trump likes to display power, right? He likes to be able to, like, put people in certain positions that are, like, that are hawks. So he can, like, use them as, like, a threat. And I, I feel like that's why John Bolton was in that position. It's just, you know, obviously it was a total failure. And John Bolton's a damn joke, you know. And I think God he's gone because it's it's just more people that want to, you know, the, you have the you have the Democrats who are, you know, they want to take more control over people by you know taking more and more of your tax dollars and building these giant government apparatus, you know, apparatus, whatever, and and uh, just building these huge structures, you know, and they want to control us kind of in that direction. And the Republicans want to control us more, you know, on the on the social side, you know, the more of the conservative, you know, no, 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 you can't do this. You can't do that. You know, we need to ban this and ban that. And it's like they're both are two parties that are both trying to take away more and more freedom. <laughs> and they just fight amongst each other and we keep voting for them. So what do you um, as far as that goes? So where would you say if you're on, on a spectrum, like, are you going to fall like more of a libertarian on, on the side? How would the you problem, define it? The problem with being. Because, I mean, classical liberals are real close to libertarians. Just libertarians, admittedly, are a little crazy. And it's, I don't think it's just – I don't think it's just the philosophy itself. I, I think that <laughs> if you push it too far, it does get a little crazy. Because, I mean, like, you, you do need a government. And, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm fine. Like, I don't think that we should eliminate all welfare, you know, or things like that. I mean, and I don't think – really, I don't think we should privatize Social Security because – if nothing else, it even saying that it, it makes people really scared, right? So I mean, it's like okay, we the government should provide some kind of bare minimum, you know, and and maybe th those are pieces of it, you know, and okay, totally good with that, you know. So I can't, 
you know, I'm somewhere between a lot of those pieces. It's just I'm, I'm also the, the biggest problems, uh, you know, is I'm anti-war is one of the things, you know, the, you know, of course, you know that I'm pro-life, but I'm not I'm not for pushing crazy laws either. I'm, I think to, the way we, you know, not to get on abortion, but the way we get abortion done is by helping the families, like helping them where they need help to get fewer abortions. I think that's the way to do it <laughs> because they just fight back and forth about the laws of it, right? But if we actually fix some of the reasons why it happens, then you get fewer abortions. Yeah, and I think that too is like, you so know. You don't have to do everything with a law. Having you know? a, and having a, having a kid at a young age, it, it yeah, completely ruins your life. I mean, there's there's things that we child, can, there's things that we can do. And that's why I'm saying I'm not child programs welfare. in this country are terrible. Yes. Like adoption programs in this country are absolutely awful. Um, it's way too expensive. I mean, there's things that you can fix to to better situations for sure. So my whole like I mean, if if I were if I were running for president, my whole thing would be about about the American family. You know, um, I think we should give more incentives to Ameri- to for people to marry for one because I mean. The more um, I, I've seen, I've seen studies on men marrying more often that they that they're less violent, you know, that they that they commit less crimes or or, or fewer crimes. There's there's good things about having a family unit, you know, like for society. There's benefits, and there's certainly benefits to have two parent households. So I think that we should, you know, I mean, I think we should give additional, uh, you know, more than double the one we do now, like incentives to marry, tax incentives you know, for sure. Yeah, give it, give them, you know, make sure those people are married. Give them more incentives, you know, so they don't give them more incentive to stay married than for them to divorce and get rid of some of these divorce law stuff. Because, I mean, once you set up like I, cause I think I think like custody disputes, I think everything should be 50 50. No money paid in either way. No alimony. Because because if you if you do all that stuff, you're incentivizing divorce. You're like you so say, we're not promoting marriage and we are also incentivizing divorce at the same time. And I don't and I and and, and I say incentivize marriage. <laughs> And don't incentivize divorce. I don't want people stuck in bad marriages. But, I mean, it's like, okay, you know, if you want a better society, if you want, Shapiro if says you something want good today crime, is People should realize, um, and Tim and Joe Rogan were kind of going back and forth about this, realize when you're ready to get married. Yes. Oh, no, I, th- I thought that was I, pretty good. I thought that was pretty good. So you listen to that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah, the whole podcast was pretty good. But realize when you want to get married and you make that um, choice in life. And because once you make a choice of, hey, I want to marry somebody, your ideals tend to find find it. And you're going to have ups and downs with people. You're going to have disagreements. There's going to be challenges and there's going to be trials and tribulations. But, um, you know, you you talk with your partner and you get over all that stuff. But um, and I and I am pretty liberal on this part of it. But like I'm I'm, 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 two parent households doesn't that could be two men, two women. I I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, I'm totally fine with, you know, we need two two people that are raising a child because here's the problem with a one single person and my, my mom was a single mom for a little bit um, and my dad too and here's the problem with that is it's, it's hard because it stresses you out because you're spending a lot of time you know working and you know uh, some of these parents have three jobs and they're trying to put food on the table and the stress of of having two people making one decision like hell even with my dog comanche it's like when something's going on with them like oh man i'm gonna have him by myself all the time i'm gonna have to walk him every day i'm gonna feed him <laughs> yeah, i know no, it sounds exactly. stupid no no but no, like that, those but little micro things like having a child is yeah, amplified yeah and then so we need two people we need to incentivize it and and, and I know Ben Shapiro is not big with the state into marriage, but I'm very big into, hey, listen, let's double it. it 50, you, 50, you know what? 50 grand. Hey, why don't we give people money? To, which we need to really focus on the family structure. And I think once you do that and it, people are going to find out that if they're mm. in a family structure and that they're happier, that a lot of this ancillary other bullshit will go away. Well, 
the the thing was it because you got one you get one way or the other you know it's like okay because uh, there's some conservatives I listen to and they're saying okay eliminate the you know a lot of these uh, out of wedlock births they skyrocket right around the same time as welfare right mm-hmm. and in in some ways that's true and I think that I think that welfare does play a role because. Because, I mean, if you, if you think about it, I mean, it's like, okay, I don't have to deal with this person's bullshit, <laughs> and the government will help me survive, you know, and, and, it, and it makes sense. Like, I get it. So, so, you know, some of those marriages that may not have been great marriages, but maybe also just too many marriages in general, um, are going to end because of it, and, and it's just the way it is. Well, but instead of, so, so whatever we do, I, it seems like we should incentivize it more than the welfare programs incentivize not being married. Because, well, so, like, some of them are like, well, okay. You know, if you're a single, if, so you can't have your boyfriend live with you. You can't be married, so you just have to cohabitate. Well, if you Stupid. cohabitate, you're much more likely yeah. to, to 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 break up, or if you get married, I think you're still more likely to divorce. So I think Ben Shapiro said, um, and I, I don't know the actual facts on this, but <clears throat> excuse me, he was saying that people that live together longer actually divorce um, or have a higher divorce rate, like an eighty percent divorce rate. I believe that's rate. true. I believe that. I think because Monica I think it's and close I close to like double or something like that. Like we met. Um, Met on Tinder, and you know, mm-hmm. yeah, Tinder. Um, <laughs> and you know, we didn't really live together, um, but we were married within a year and a half. You know, but yeah, I don't think that's. I, mean, I think he's talking about like extended cohabitations. No, he's talking like, about like seven years. And yeah, like he's talking about years. Yeah. yeah, and those people are very, you know, very not likely to stay together. For, I mean, I, I don't know all the reasons why. That's not every couple, but, but Jordan. Well, yeah, it's just on average. Jordan Peterson talks about it as well. And, and it's, it's statistically, it's true. You know, why is it true? You know, I don't know. And then, you know, of course, people that have had more than one divorce, they're much more likely to be divorced in the future. But that's also probably just because, if you they've know, been through it. Yeah, before. they've already been through it's it. So, it's, so obviously, you know, there's not that stigma because some people might be like, no, 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 I can never be divorced. <laughs> and others, once, they, once you have a couple divorces, it's like, well, shit, you know. <laughs> so, so they're much more likely to divorce, you know, a, a, I a think third the, time and, and more. I think the, the family fixes so much because if you look at um, statistics and you look at crime, you look at poverty, you know, a lot of it points back to single female-headed households. Yep. And um, there's a book I have on my shelf that I read right when I, right when I graduated college and I was starting to – we were throwing out around think tank ideas and I was really into fatherless – the book's called Fatherless America. Mm-hmm. And it really just – it talks about how – um, the disparity of female-headed households and what that's doing to America. And some of it is our criminal justice reform, and some of it is um, bad laws that have been passed that are um, not good for uh, social uh, justice, you know. But I think overall, it's like America, we, 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 we look at images, and Joe Rogan's talking about this. You see a hot girl next to a hot car. That means if you have that car, you're hooking up with that hot girl, and it's, yeah. it's, it's always in our face. And I think that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's some of it. But we really, in, in pushing the family thing, I think it's just kind of not, it's not really pushed in schools anymore. You no, don't see it. I think, much. I mean, whatever party I would be involved with is, is, is the party that's going to rebuild the American family, you know, and be, and, and actually, you know, and, and actually work towards that goal. Like, not just, haha, you know, and I don't even care. Maybe, maybe taxes do need to be raised a little bit, you know. Um, Maybe some things do need to be taken care of, just a little bit, you know, not not crazy, because I mean, there's, there, you know, obviously we need to make cuts in places, but yeah. I mean, we're not even, if we're not collect, collecting enough money to even pay for the stuff we're we're spending, and maybe you know, perhaps we're spending too much, and we are, but you know, uh, of course, but of course, a lot of conservatives would be like, oh, well, the things we're spending too much on is welfare, or education, or something like that. It's like but no, taxes will go 
up more if two people are contributing. Women yeah. are more likely to work now in the workforce. But here's another thing too: is that another thing that goes along with being a family? Childcare is outrageous. Yes, there is bullshit that you have to pay eight hundred dollars a week or eight hundred every two weeks, whatever it is, to 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 put a kid in, into pre-K so two parents can in, in well, make that, ends and meet. And that's and that's part of the thing. It's so, ridiculous. So one of these things, because I mean, I think that we also need to help people that are that are that have children. How can we help with childcare? What can we do? Like, can some of this stuff be put towards childcare? You know, um, I'm, I'm not sure what all we can do on that. But, I mean, either way, that has to be the focus because, you know, two-parent households, if you don't have a father in the home, the child is, they're much more likely to have mental illness. They're much more likely to drop out of school. They're much more likely to end up, end up in prison. Much more likely to live in poverty their whole life. You know, I mean, yep. all that stuff. And, and it just makes sense anyway. It's just, it's just pretty obvious. If you have one parent and one person bringing in money, you're more likely to live in poverty. Yep. So I think if we start, I mean, my, my whole thing would be the American family first kind of a thing, you know, because I, I think if you can, if you can work on individual family units, you eventually, when, when that keeps going and going and going, you make a better society. Yep. Well, I think those are some good starting off points. What we think, um, a third party should encompass, you know, um, there's a lot of good points went over, but, uh, we're running out of time. Do you want to okay. add anything? No, I just, I mean, just, just the bottom line, man, is I just don't see either party of the major two parties caring about your average American. I think they care about shareholders, you know, and, and, and grand ideals and other things that are not your, your everyday people. And that's what it really just pisses me off. Yep. Their party should be for the people, everyday people. Yeah. All right, man. Talk to you soon. Bye. See you.